Hello, Heidi Ho, how you doing? Welcome to the Planetrum Podcast. That's not the name of the podcast. It's the Planetarium. God! Hello, Heidi Ho, and welcome to the Planetarium. My name is Saturn Planetrum. I'm Neptune Planetrum. And welcome to whatever this is. <laughs> uh, so um, you're probably wondering, who, who are we and, and why why does this exist? Well, we've been wanting to do something like a YouTube channel or like a podcast or something for a while now. And with Anchor, it's actually made it very, very easy. So shout out to Anchor. It is a this very, is not an ad, though. It's not an ad. We are not, not sponsored by Anchor in any way, but we just shout Anchor's out. Anchor's just swag. Yeah, shout out to Anchor. Um, but uh, yeah, this is basically why we did it. And uh, we were just... Uh, some homies who were very bored and that's why this podcast exists so uh you're welcome so the first episode we've decided to just kind of have it based around who we are what we like what we used to like and um currently one of the biggest things that's i'm always thinking about it basically five nights at freddy's Mm -hmm. now you may know about scott coffin i know about scott coffin I know about Scott Coughlin. We all we all know about Scott Coughlin. However, what we're not going to do is talk about Scott Coughlin and what he's yes. done. Yes. We don't care. Yes. What we do care about is what he made. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes, he's made basically an umpire of a empire. video game. Shut up. I'm Shut sorry. Shut up. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> he's made an empire of a game series just kind of off a whim. Yeah. Somewhat. And you got to admit, that takes some sort of marketing talent. It was, well, it was Markiplier. It was Markiplier. It was Markiplier. Shout out to Markiplier. Fucking <laughs> Markiplier. <laughs> Shout out to Markiplier. Um, and Corey Kenshin. Yes, those were those were some Markiplier jacks up the guy. They 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 pushed FNAF into what it is now. Absolutely. So if you don't know about FNAF, it is a horror game, a um a horror game that is uh, based around these animatronics that are coming to kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, they're possessed by the spirits of dead children. Mm-hmm. And that's the basics of the story. Yeah, that's just that's just getting into like that's the, the that's first game. that's the first game, right? Um, now the um because once again, no matter what you think of what he's done, what he did do was not plan out FNAF beforehand. Absolutely not. That that was, FNAF one was supposed to be his last game, right? Yeah, it was. It was his last ditch attempt to make a game before he like quit, got a day job or something. Yeah. Imagine oh. if FNAF didn't take off like it did. Wow. That would be crazy. That would be wild. That would have been wild. (laughs) (laughs) I would not have known about Markiplier. I would have. Oh. But, (laughs) but, um, either way. So, just, here, here's the timeline from memory. Keep in mind, I was into the theories. I was into the timeline. And this is me trying. So. Also, shout out MatPat. That MatPat, game theory, film theory, food food theory. theory. Theory man, that man he's he's tried he's so tried hard so hard to just make it to the point where it could make sense for any of us. Yep, and shout out to him because mm-hmm. he is. Yes, absolutely. He's gone gray over it, probably. Yeah, uh, almost definitely. That's why he talks like a stock image photo because <laughs> all his personality has left him. It's just FNAF. It's just FNAF and a stick figure. Okay, back back on topic. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, basically. We start with these two families, um, the Emily family 
in the Afton family. Um, if I remember correctly, which I probably don't, um, something happened. Ah, yes. Some, I think <laughs> William Afton, um, the man behind the slaughter. Um, he, I believe, killed five kids in a Five Nights at Freddy Fazbear's, no, Freddy, Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. I think, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and something or something, he got obsessed with the concept of possessed um, animatronics. He found that it was because of this metal called, no, it was because the metal was possessed by this thing called a remnant. And then he just used that to experiment. And that's that's where the fun time animatronics come in. If you don't know the fun time animatronics, those are in the sixth game. The sixth game, uh, Sister Location. I think it's the sixth game. No, it's the fifth. It's the fifth? Yeah, it's Five Nights at Freddy's 1, 2, 3, 4, and then Sister Location. So it's the fifth game. Fifth game, yes. It came out in the fifth game. Um, he became obsessed with this concept of Remnant. He did a bunch of stuff. At one point, um, Henry's daughter dies. Unless I'm thinking of the books. I could be thinking of the books. You've already mentioned that there is books. There are books. There are books. There are plenty of books. There's the novel series, the graphic novel version of the novel series, and a couple short story books. All of them are $10 a pop, by the way. At Barnes & Noble? You crooks. <laughs> well, I'm realizing that the timeline is really hard to say. Um, especially if you don't already know anything about it. Yeah, if you don't know anything about FNAF and this is your first time even hearing about it, you have no idea what the words just came out of my mouth. Good luck. Um, and then some things happened at one point, and the the five original kids they um they trap him, they corner they corner William Afton and put him into this thing called a spring lock suit, which basically he gets trapped in it, and then all the spring locks undo into his body. So spring lock suits are like these body horror warning. Yeah, major body horror warning. Yeah. Also, we should probably mention spring lock suits are suits that like double as a, a wearable suit. suit and a animatronic suit. So yeah, the animatronic parts are pulled in by the spring locks and pushed out. Um. So yeah, that's how that works. Mm-hmm. Technology that mommy add doesn't exist. Yeah. No spring locks exist. They just don't work like that. Oh, I see. Um, and there's a lot. Um, so then he's trapped. And then his son. By the way, maybe he killed his daughter. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. Poor it's so warning. hard. Um, he, he managed to kill his daughter. Um with those experimental robots, um, Circus Baby. Um, she's a pretty, by the way, Circus Baby, no, Ballora is one of the tallest animatronics. She's a, she's a ballerina. She is, I believe, 10 feet tall. Mm -hmm. She's either, she's either 10 or like eight. I can't quite recall, maybe nine. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. So magic. imagine, and they have like these face plates and they're like, oddly shiny so imagine this nine foot shiny face plated humanoid animatronic 
telling your kid to go eat pizza. Not only that, but also um, the scariest one to me wasn't even like the scariest game was the fun time foxy one where you had to like flash a light in the dark and like basically just kind of sprint oh, a little yes. bit and stop. In in uh, sister location, there were basically little sections of the game that had different things, different gameplay versions. Um, the scariest one for me. I was about to ask you, what's the scariest animatronic? Out of, like, the, the scariest animatronic? Yeah, the whole series. Favorite and least favorite animatronic? Favorite and least favorite. Um, my favorite animatronic, probably um, Funtime Freddy. I've always been a Funtime Freddy. Funtime Freddy and Funtime Foxy are kind of equal. I've always mm-hmm. been a Funtime stan. I gotta yeah. tell you that. Yeah, I um, can see that. He's fun. Well, least... <laughs> he's, he's, he's fun. He's fun. That's the name. He's fun. <laughs> Anyway, my least favorite, um, I'm trying to think. You told me that you didn't like Scrap Baby. No, I enjoy Scrap Baby. Oh. Well, we didn't even get to Pizza Sim. We did not. It's, there's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It is a lot. My, my least favorite, at least on the basis of design, is something called Scrap Trap. He's ugly. He's disgusting. (laughs) He deserves to be burned. And which, actually, he does. He does, he get does burn. He does burn in the in a game called Pizza Simulator, where you basically make your own pizzeria, and then you like work in the basement or something, and then like the animatronics come in to and try and chomp you. Also, Afton, his name is he's known as Scrap Trap, but he's also known his official name is Afton. Yes, because it is William Afton stuck in a really old um, spring Bonnie suit, which yeah. is just um, a kind of yellowy. Keep going. A yellowy kind of thing. Kind of it's a yellow bunny suit, that's what it is. Yeah. Um what are your my favorite? Favorite? favorite and least favorite. My favorite is Bonnie. You don't know as many as me. I, I don't. Uh my favorite is Bonnie, but any pretty much any form of Bonnie apart from Afton. I've always been a Bonnie person, even since the first game. He was my favorite animatronic from the beginning. Yeah. Least your favorite love, um Walton Biles. Mm, yeah. We'll talk um, about that in a minute. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a second. Um, least favorite? I don't. I don't know if I have a least favorite, so to speak. I've never liked uh, Toy Chica's design, but I think that's just because I don't like it's the fact. It's so hyper sexualized it, for it really no is. reason. For no reason. It's strange. Why are you trying to put sex appeal into a animatronic that's supposed to entertain children? It's Scott. very odd, Scott. <laughs> we said we weren't going to talk about Scott, but what, what was is- that? Scott, <laughs> explain that to me. Uh, but yeah. Now, in the story um, of Five Nights at Freddy's, there are, like, human beings that exist. William Afton. Right. Um, William Afton, then his daughter, his son, his other son. Who killed his brother. Oh, yeah. Um, his oldest son. Well, like to, you know, It was brotherly terror, okay? He didn't yeah. mean anything bad by it. But his little brother was deathly afraid of those animatronics mm-hmm. um the spring bonnie and the golden freddy suits um he was terrified of them right. and, and one day he was like it's his birthday it is his it was his birthday it's your birthday we're going to um the pizzeria for some reason fred bear's diner we're going to fred bear's diner for some reason even though you hate that place i'm gonna lift you up to was it uh, golden freddy it was golden yeah. freddy yes mm-hmm. i'm gonna lift you up to golden freddy and, and you're gonna be <laughs> in his mouth somehow and um, as you recall, if you can recall, the spring, those those were spring lock suits. So the springs 
because he was crying, because, you know, he was in an animatronic head, um, it wet the, wet the spring locks and he um, chomped down on his head. Crushing it and killing the boy. I thought he didn't die. No, he did die. He did die. That was my mistake. He did die. He's dead. Yeah, that boy is. That boy is. That, that boy is dead. Um, so, yeah. So, there. you know, um, that's part of the story. Um, and then there's Henry, Henry Emily, and his daughter, something Emily. She had a dog. She did have a dog. That dog died. Is that died. the wolf? The wolf? Oh. No, not the wolf. Oh. The wolf animatronic is from the, um, the animatronic? The wolf animatronic? Mm-hmm. That's from the um, book series. So Right. She had a dog. I um, My favorite human um, character... Um, it, she actually doesn't have a name. They don't have a name. There's no gender. Um, there was absolutely no gender confirmed or denied for this. This was a child that died. Um, and basically what he, what, what this character was called was, um, either vengeful spirit or the one you should not have killed. Oh, from Ultimate Custom Night. Yes, from Ultimate Custom Night. This character, <laughs> even though I don't know, girl boss. Girl boss. Girl boss. Um, this character, th this kid was killed by William Afton because he's weird. Um, yeah. And uh, the kid basically is like, nope, I'm, no. Screw William Afton. I'm going to just make his life, I'm going to destroy his life. When he dies, I'm going to torture him in H-E double hockey sticks. For the rest of eternity. And that's what they do. And it's amazing. That's what Ultimate Custom Night is. That's what Ultimate Custom Night is. It's perfect. Yes. Um, that's why I love them. Girl boss energy. Now my least favorite. Um, honestly. Has got to be Henry Emily's daughter. Because. Mainly because I don't think. Really there's much about her. Other than that she died. Uh -huh. Maybe she's the one who should not have been killed. <laughs> you hate because... and love the character. <laughs> but, like, like I just... Well, that actually because... would be far-fetched to say, because wasn't Henry, Henry Emily's daughter the one who got, like, left outside when you were playing the security game? Yes. Yes, she was. So, maybe... Maybe she is the one who should not have been killed. I yeah. <laughs> um all right well thank you for telling us about fnaf and now we are going to transition to something that a lot of people compare this series to which I the should, creator hates the yeah creator I, the hates creator it. does not like being th their series being c compared to fnaf so please don't do it i made the mistake of doing that and i got bashed um really <laughs> i made a tiktok about it because you know that tiktok is like wait i see she's taking a barnacle and she's like covered it in bioluminescent algae as, as a, a diversion. diversion. I did that and I was like, he's Oh, I love that TikTok. I did too. But people were like, hey, don't compare it to FNAF. And I was like, okay, my bad. So um, this series is called The Walton Files. And The Walton Files is basically this series, uh, this uh, VHS horror series that's on YouTube by the creator Martin Walsh. Excellent creator, beautiful stuff. He's done a great job. Um, so basically, The Walton Files is about this place. Uh, called Bonds Burgers, and it was created by two people. It was created by Jack Walton and Felix Crankin. 
Now, oh, I should, spoiler warning, by the way, if you're interested in uh, watching this series, a bit of a spoiler warning. So basically what happens is... How long is the series again? It's it's a few, like, 10-minute videos. It's a 10-minute video it's and like, then it's one like four, hour long It's like video. four 10-minute videos and then one hour-long video yeah. that I rarely ever get through. Yeah. But basically, I'm going to go through a quick timeline of it. So, years like 1974... Something about feelings I should probably mention. I actually, I should probably give a few trigger warnings. Um, animatronic horror, uh, alcoholism, uh, car crash warning, um, horror just in general, distortion of face. If you want to actually watch it, there's like a distortion of face warning. And, um, yeah, that's basically all I have right now. But, essentially, um... So it starts off, 1974. Jack Walton and Felix Franken. Well, actually, let me back up a little bit. So Felix Franken and Jack Walton are good friends. And then Jack Walton wants Felix to take their kids home from the school party that they're supposed to go to. Mind you, the day the day that Felix um, is supposed to take his kids, his wife leaves him because he's a drunk. And so basically... Felix takes the kids. He starts drinking heavily to, you know, drown his sorrows. And, you know, he's driving while drunk with another person's kids, which is just already incredibly irresponsible. And so basically what happens is they crash the car. Felix swerves off road and crashes the car, killing the two children named Ed and Molly. They're mostly referred to as the two red children, but their names were Ed and Molly. Ed and Molly Walton, those are Jack's kids. So Jack starts calling Felix and he's like, hey, yo, what happened to my kids? Where did my kids go? Um, Felix, do you know what happened to my children? If something happens to my kids, you got to tell me. Felix doesn't call him back. And then there's like a little bit of a fu- fuzzy area in between. We don't really know what happened after that. But all we know is eventually at some point, Jack goes missing. Right? He goes missing and Felix is left to open the restaurant by himself. Now, you'd think that Felix would be like, oh, Jack's missing. We can't open the restaurant yet. We have to find Jack before we open the restaurant. But no, Felix opens the restaurant anyway. And so he opens the restaurant and he has four animatronics. Animatronics was the one who crashed. Yeah, Felix crashed the car. Right, right. Felix Felix decides to open the restaurant by himself. Mm -hmm. And he has four main animatronics. He has four main Mm -hmm. animatronics. Uh, a blue bunny named Bon, a purple bunny named Banny, who Banny is my is favorite. Saturn's favorite. Banny is my favorite. Uh, Shaw, who is a sheep, and Boozoo, who's just a regular human. And that's Boozoo's all- my favorite because his name is funny. Boozoo, yeah, Boozoo is a fun name. And then there's uh, another animatronic whose name is Billy. Billy is a clown. There's not much that we actually know about Billy's character other than he is Billy. Uh, and also in the third... Might, might make him a favorite. <laughs> in the third video, he's just kind of like, oh, he's a clown. That's really it. But everybody else has established character traits, like who they're supposed to be. Bond is kind of sarcastic. He's mean. He's like kind of grouchy sometimes. Shaw is very sweet. She's a very sweet woman. Um, a very sweet sheep. Boozoo is kind of like a cool dude. Like he doesn't let too much stuff get by him. But, you know, he's, he's a nice guy. Benny is just on crack. Benny... <laughs> Benny is crazy. And also, never mind. Uh, we're not going to speak on that right now. Um, but yeah, and Billy's just Billy. But basically what happens is Jack goes missing. He goes missing on June 11th, 
and the restaurant opens on June 28th, 17 days after Jack's uh, been filed missing. Right. And then some crazy stuff starts going down in the pizzeria, mm. not in the pizzeria, it's not a pizzeria, in the burgeria. So basically what happens is Bond is programmed to basically kill specific people who had something to, who maybe know something or had something to do with Jack's disappearance. Either that or just people who were in the wrong place at the wrong time. I don't know. Bond's rules on who to kill and who not to kill are kind of convoluted. But basically, um, so three people die. Jack's wife, Rosemary, and she's put inside Shaw. She's ripped to shreds and put inside Shaw. And there's another woman whose name is Susan Woodings. She right. was a technician for Bunny Smiles, which is the company that um, Bond's Burgers is underneath. And um, she gets killed and put inside Banny. Right. And like then their spirit. Uh, or like physically. Both. Lovely. She, uh, Rosemary is literally inside Shaw. An act one style. Basically. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, what's your name? I, I like Martin Mano- Walls. Mart, Mart. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Mart. <laughs> sorry, Mart. <laughs> um, but and then uh, another man. His name is Charles. He's put inside of Boozu. We don't actually know much about who Charles is right now. I'm a Charles Kinney. He's a. Char- <laughs> I'm a Charles Kinney. It's official. He's still kind. You don't of- know much about me. <laughs> He's still kind of a mystery, uh, but there is... He's going to be, like, the reincarnated version of the sun. That's, <laughs> yes. my, that's my headcanon. There is a fourth episode coming up, so there might be a little bit more known about Charles in the fourth episode. Who knows? Um, you should watch it. Uh, it's... I'm not done. You're not? No, there's more. there's more. As of right now. And then a couple years later... Uh, there's three people. There's more? Yes. There's oh, the canine spe- unit. Yeah, the canine unit. Canine unit is basically, uh, after the restaurant inevitably shuts down, uh, they move all the animatronics to this canine unit. That's a bunker. Not a storage unit, a bunker. And, um... Isn't it like people have to go and make sure the animatronics are still there? Yeah, they have to, like, there's this people called, um, caretaker facility. Caretakers. And basically, well, this is like Felix wanted to revive the Bondsburgers to uh, kind of relocate them to a different place, maybe away from St. Juana's Forest, because that's where they, but um, that's where he crashed the car and killed the children and buried the children. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think Saturn ever mentioned it. They buried the children. Yeah, he buried the children in the forest. In an unmarked grave. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't remember where. He doesn't remember where he buried the children. Because he was so drunk. Depressing. Which is really sad. Poor kids. Poor kids. Um, those are the true victims of this entire story. The, honestly, those, those kids. Those kids. Um, but should have been. A, I won't say that. <laughs> don't. I was gonna um, say they should have been a vengeful spirit, and I was like, I'm sorry, Martin. Oh wait, they are. They are. Kind of. I don't know. They kind of possess. Okay. Ed and Molly had this doll with him that Jack and Felix made. His name is Rocket, and Rocket was with them when they crashed the car, and so Ed and Molly now possess Rocket. I don't know if he's technically a vengeful spirit, but they definitely possess that doll. Um, so I think that's just possession. Yeah, it's probably possession just possession. seems to be a 
Yeah. Well, someone is inside Bond. We just don't know who. A lot of people think it's Jack, but Jack is mm. actually still alive. Mm. In modern day. Right. So he's like 80-something years old. But, so anyway, Felix wants to relocate the company, move them somewhere else. And so, um, these three workers, their names are Ashley, Kevin, and Hillary. They all go into the you, you facility to kind of update the animatronics and then they realize these animatronics are so old they can't update them and something that the company often gives them like with their little work baggie is a key they don't tell them what the key is for though which Ashley finds really suspicious so Ashley decides to figure out what the key exactly does and she finds this place called the back doors where they keep a bunch of like spare animatronic parts and some other stuff that they might want to keep hidden for whatever reason but, um, and then Sophie, or not Sophie, that's, uh, ooh, we'll get into Sophie. her, we'll get into her later. Um, so Ashley, I promise this is the last thing. Uh, Ashley, she goes in there. Well, she, it's not because you have to talk about Sophie. True. We have to figure, uh, Ashley's trying to figure out what's going on, why this is happening. Hello? Why is there a phone in this room? Why is there a phone in this room, honestly? Anyway, we're going to skip over that. Uh, so basically what happens is... Um, it's like, uh, don't hug me, I'm scared. <laughs> just answer the phone, and then I'm on an operation table. Like, guns are open. <laughs> <laughs> a can is eating A can is eating my intestines. Um, um, but basically, Ashley goes into the back door, kind of realizes something is really weird, and then she gets killed and put inside Billy. Right. So Ashley's now inside of Billy. Like literally, like he there's a point in this show. Slightly where... off topic. Um horror, general horror warning warning. Gore, all that kind of stuff. You should watch um Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. It's pretty good. Yeah, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared is really good as well. It's not really horror, it's just a lot of disturbing content. Disturbing a lot of body horror in that. Yeah. For some reason. Quite a bit. Um, but yeah, so Ashley gets put inside of Billy, and then Flash forward a little bit more, 1982. This girl named Sophie Walton, who is Soapy, Soapy, as a lot of people call her, who is Jack and Walton's. <laughs> Jack and Walton. Jack and Walton's. Jack and Rosemary's uh, third and eldest child, who didn't get killed in the car crash. And then she and her. Um... Yeah, she's their first child. Her. And her girlfriend, Jenny, they're playing uh, this game that Bonds Burgers and, like, Bunny Smiles and all them, they made a game for to put inside their restaurants. But what happens is if you put in a, Sophie's name specifically, you get a lot of crazy stuff. And basically, it's, like, basically um, them trying to rejog Sophie's memories because Sophie, for some reason, doesn't remember anything from her childhood because she's been taking pills all her life. Oh, a lot of people think that um, Felix gave her the pills. I thought Felix just clubbed her. <laughs> so she could get in trouble. What's she, what's she gonna say? Well, they always mention pills in the show. Like, they mention pills quite often. Pills yeah. warning, might I add. Um, and so those pills kind of make her forget everything that happened to her. Maybe forget some things that are, like, um, from her childhood. And the game is kind of trying to like rejog those memories and be like, Sophie, you know us. We're dead now. <laughs> Help us, Sophie. We're Sophie. dead. 
And that's basically where the series has left off so far. Also, that soapy joke came from the uh, game because she misspelled her name. She misspelled her name in the game. When you know how all those old games you like put in your name for like the high score. Yeah, it's actually a save file. Also, the game is unreasonably advanced for the eighties. That's a um, that that's a big thing with FNAF too, because FNAF is weird about that. That's another key of like, I didn't plan this out, so. No, Martin clearly planned it out. I'm it's talking just... about FNAF. Sorry. Oh yeah, compared to the game. Dang it. Sorry, Martin. No, but that that just reminded me. I'm I'm not necessarily comparing it. It reminded me of the fact that in FNAF, it's just wildly inappropriate. Like that makes sense, kind of. It's a part of the creep factor. That it's so advanced. That it's so advanced. In FNAF, it's just weird. It yeah. Does, like in one of the short stories, um, called Fetch. He comes across this dog that's controlled by a phone app kind of thing. Right. But the dog was created before cell, like, phones? cell phones or even mobile phones were invented. Yeah. So it makes no sense. Like, it's just weird. It's like yeah. weird in the sense of, oh, you just didn't want to think. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the game actually does do a lot of good job with visual horrors and stuff. But e despite the fact that it isn't going to be advanced. But that's all for the Walton Files as of right now. I might have forgotten certain details along the way. It's 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 a lot of ground to cover. Uh, but Martin... That, that does seem... You know what that seems like? It seems like something you'd watch as a kid. And then be uh -huh. like, I will... Saturn has a big issue with, like, faces. I do. Like, a distortion of faces. I do. So I can imagine, like, kid you mm -hmm. just watching it and being like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I can't. Even when I first watched it, and even sometimes now, like, there's certain scenes that I, like, kind of feel uncomfortable watching The Walton Files, because I'm just like, Ooh. I'm not like that. The Walton Files, um, it's certainly good, but it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's my, very well planned out, like, it's a good story, mm -hmm. but it's just not something you're into. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's the story for The, the Walton, Walton Files. Files. But um, Martin has other projects that aren't directly linked to the Walton Files. He has two little shorts that he made around the holidays. One called The Mysterious House, which is a Halloween special, and Boozoo's Ghost, which is a Christmas special. And there are other analog horror films, not specifically by Ma Martin Walls, but by- On YouTube? Yeah, on YouTube. Like Local 58. That Local 58. It's short and good. Um, Gemini Home Entertainment. Gemini is, Home Entertainment is- One of the best. Ah, Body that's horror. The, that's the first one that actually like freaked you out that I showed you. Yeah, Gemini Home. I like Gemini Home Entertainment. Yeah, I like, like Gemini Home Entertainment too. Like it's I really would watch good. it in my free time. Um, it's really good. Uh, Baddington. Is good. Baddington, Baddington is also is in that realm of kind of the Walton Files. B a t t i n g t o n. I believe that's correct. <laughs> um, and another Squimpus McGrimpus. He made Five Nights at Freddy's VHS tapes. Ah, uh, yes, those, those are, are really good, and yeah. it kind of accentuates William Apton as a character. Yeah. It's wild. Um, so now that now that we have that, now let's talk about um some older things. Because I'm into FNAF now. Yeah, I'm Saturn's into files now. What I used to be really into when I was like a kid, like a child, like seven. Uh-huh. Um, keep in mind I'm sixteen, about to be seventeen. Saturn's uh, 17, 17 about now. to be 18. No, you are not about to be 18. I'm not about to be 18. You are like actually, six, I'm seven months away. Actually, I'm 33. <laughs> um, they're not about to be 18. Oh, I'm about okay. to be 17. 
They're not about to be 18. I'm going to be 18 in we March. We were born in the same year. I'm going to be 18 in March. Yes, March. Anyway, I was super into Power Rangers as a kid. Um, and you may be wondering, hey, you're 16, about to be 17. You weren't, like, there for, like, the main part of the Power Rangers craze. And you're right. However, my older brother was. And he introduced me to it because we would use Netflix a lot. And if you don't remember, or because it's a remember thing, Netflix used to have all of the Power Ranger series, all of them Mighty Morphin to uh, Megaforce. And then they removed them all. For some reason, I think they lost the license or something. Or maybe their contract ran out or something. That would be losing the license. Uh, uh. Um, but it was... That was the worst day of my life when I found that out. I was so depressed. I was upset. Um, but, yeah. So, however, there are um, about 28 series of Power Rangers. Um, and that's not include. That's, like, because second seasons of Power Rangers tend to be, like, their own thing. Like, those seasons of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, if you remember... Um, that's, like, unique to Mighty Morphin. Most series are, like, one season, one and done, then you're on to the next. So, um... And they're usually pretty long. They're... No, not really. They're usually about 20. That's 70 long... The first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers originally was 70 episodes long. And that is also unique to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, usually they're about 20, 30 episodes long. Um, and, and I think they're pretty good. My favorite, and I stand by this, and I won't let anyone tell me anything else, Mystic Force. Mystic Force, um, I would say spoiler warning, but it's a kid's show from, like, the 2000s, um, so I don't know if you're actually gonna care. It came out around 2006. I was two. I was also two. We were both Maybe two. Maybe three. No, no, that's not right you at were all. One or, I was one or two, and you were also one or two. Also, heads up, I've never watched Mystic Force. Never seen a single episode. Never seen a single episode. Um, neither of us were two when it came out. It came out on February 20th, 2006. Um, so we were both one. We were both one. Um, and basically, the story is we're in this small town. In this small town, some spooky things are happening. It's not a spooky season, but like, you know, it's like, Ah, things go missing. Ah, stuff like that. Um, and it turns out it's because the forest holds a secret mystical society. Like a whole society of people. Is it like Halloween Town? Kind of. That's hilarious. But like, also, they all died. <laughs> they all died a little bit ago. Um, either way, uh, in this, it, um, basically the main antagonist of Mystic Force was this old spell, spell guy called, um, Octo Optimus the Master. Yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah. Um, and the only real thing I remember about it is, um, this character called, um, Korag the Nightwolf. I believe he's in this series. Yes. Korag the Nightwolf. He is... Hello, Mr. Beast. Why would you say that? Now they know I'm looking this up instead of actually remembering. <laughs> like, a, like an actual Power Rangers fan. 
Anyway, Korag the Night. I'm remembering this though, I promise. Um, Korag the Night Wolf was like this um secondary bad guy um who was actually um you know how Power Rangers Power Rangers teams always have a mentor. They have a mentor. Maybe the mentor dies, but they have one. Mm-hmm. Um in this series, the mentor was Udana. Udana had a son and a husband. The husband is gone and the son is gone. Um Korag was actually her husband. Oh. And the Red Ranger of the series was her son. Oh. He was vaguely ethnic, which was pretty cool. Um But yeah, that's it. That's really what I remember mostly. There's also a shocking amount of dying in this one. Really? Yes. I don't remember a lot of death in Samurai. The only ones that I've really watched are Samurai and a little bit of Jungle Fury. Now, Jungle Fury is pretty good. However, the most recent one, um, Dino Fury. There's a lot of dinosaur themes in Power Rangers, if you haven't noticed. The original Dino Fury, Dino Thunder. Yeah. um, Dino Charge. Yeah. Um, so they all have, so Dino Fury, basically, no, that was Beast Morphers. Beast Morphers is pretty good, but it's not what I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm having trouble remembering it because it's been a while since I watched it, but I, I remember it being good. Um, uh, there's also, <laughs> what was the Blue Ranger's name? Blue Ranger from which one? Dino Fury. Ollie. Ollie. Ollie! <laughs> the Red Ranger in this series is an alien, so he doesn't know a lot about humans, and he's trying to get a job. Or no, I think he was just talking. He was just talking. Yeah, um, and he was speaking. And he, he, he inserted the phrase, um, now, remember, this in this phrase, you also must uh, do some finger guns and, like, circle them around a bit. Yes, that's the integral part to the, to the move. So this is what he says. Finger guns. Cool, cool, coolio. Every time I hear it, I cringe so much. It's such a cool, cool, coolio. Like he's in the 80s. And Ollie told him to say it. Because Ollie is a jerk. Ollie is. He's a lovable jerk, but a jerk nonetheless. He's a jerk nonetheless. And also the pink ranger's name, Amanda. I think she's the first pink ranger that I actually kind of liked. Really? You've never yeah. been a Pink Ranger person? Not really. Interesting. Also, the Green Ranger, really cool. She ripped off her skirt. Oh, she yeah. She was a girl boss. That was girl boss, even though it was only used because, if you didn't know, um, Power Ranger, the footage of them in suits is always from Japan. So, um, this thing called the Super Sentai series. Um, and that, they if, the, if a Ranger rips off their skirt because they're not like other girls... It's because in the original, the ranger that they are portraying was not a girl and did not have a skirt. Mm-hmm. That is all. It was like, oh no, I have a skirt. Yeet. And then they now I can use the male footage. <laughs> um, now and also, if you didn't know, the original five, the three Mighty Morphin series seasons, Zeo, Turbo, In Space, and Lost Galaxy all followed basically the same plot. As in, like, it was a continuation of each. So, in Mighty Mighty Morphin was kind of like a bunch of teenagers trying their best. Yeah. And in Zeo, they got a little more powerful. Um, and then Turbo came around. In Turbo, 
is widely regarded as like the suckiest of the OG five. Mm. Because originally the Super Sentai it's based off of was satirizing other Super Sentai series. Mm-hmm. So it was really silly, it was really stupid, and it they did not match that energy. They tried to make it serious and it didn't work often. Mm-hmm. And they also had a child. Oh yeah. Is that the one with the kid? That's the one with the kid. There was a kid. There was a child. He was like seven, eight, ten. He needed a permission slip to be a Power Ranger. He needed a permission slip to be a Power Ranger. Not canonically, but like he was young. He was young. And what would happen is when he would morph, he would like have the body of an adult man. For no reason. Yeah, they never explain it. It's odd. Um, And then after Turbo, they really try, they change it with In Space. Um, in space is wild. Um, I believe in space is the one with Andros and the sister and the kidnapped sister. It was a lot. My computer's about to die. Go. No, no, don't go. Don't go. My computer's about to die. Oh yeah, true, true, true. Um, and then Lost Galaxy was the last one. That was like the big finale. It was pretty cool. But I don't remember it that well because they weren't really my favorites of the favorite. Um, but <laughs> Power Rangers was like probably one of the best. It's one of like the longest, not longest running because it's not the same. But like it's it's held its weight. It's held its weight since the '90s when it came out. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's still going. It's still going strong. Yeah. Um, I would suggest if you want to get uh, into Power Rangers. Um, there is a revised first season, so you don't have to watch all 70 episodes. Um, it's only episodes that matter. Mm-hmm. But you can watch that revised season one of Mighty Morphin, and then just go through the first five. And it'll be it'll be great. It'll be great. I, I suggest it. All right, well, that's something that you did as a kid. Um, what I did as a child was watch this very specific show that little to nobody has pretty much ever heard of. If you had HBO, then you probably know this series. But if you don't have HBO, then oops. <laughs> now, to be clear, I know it. But because, um, haha, when I was a kid, never really had cable. Um, mm-hmm. I never had HBO. Like, the most I got was, like, Disney. Right. Um, so, I didn't... I would have to come over here. Yeah. To watch it. I just want to clarify. We don't live, like, near each other at all. Yeah, this is a... This normal... This is a... This is unique. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not saying busy. that there won't be podcasts in the future, but we'll definitely be face-to-face. But, but this this one is unique. We are yeah. not normally we are not face. normally face to face. Excuse me. <laughs> um, but uh, I watched this t- TV show on HBO for kids, and it was called Crashbox. Now, Crashbox is wild. Crashbox is a fever dream. Uh, sometimes I like I think that like it's just kind of like a daze thing where it just like wasn't real. In so, any sense. The biggest part that made it so fever dreamish was like 
It was mixed but, media. Uh-huh. If you don't know what that means, it means it uses what a more bunch than, of different styles, more than one style. So there were like in the same segment, there would be clay animation, clay animation, live, live action, live action, um, like regular two D animation, three D animation. Like, was there any three D animation in it? I I think there was a little. Yeah, close up animation or like not close up animation, like. Specifically, there was one game called Lens McCracken where he would like always zoom in way too hard on certain pictures, and uh, you'd have to figure out what the picture was. I think that's just zooming in. Yeah, I don't think that's part of the media. It did a bunch of. Uh, it basically just did a bunch of different stuff, and it was incredibly unique. They, I think they even did a little bit of puppeteering, just a little bit. Of no, yeah, there was puppeteering. The 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 the, the revolting the, slob. The revolting slob. He ooh. Uh, but basically what Crashbox was it was a collection of like I think 20 games maybe like Mm -hmm. 15 to 20 games and basically what happened is each episode you get like 7 games maybe if you were a good little lad you would get 8 games in one episode and midway through the episode there would always be like this little uh, there would be this little like fun animation about like maybe for the first season because there were two seasons of it for the first season it was like this dude and he was working in maintenance and he was like doing crazy stuff to you know figure out what to do and then there was um in the second season it was at like the cafeteria and it was like on their lunch break so uh yeah that's basically what the gist of Crashbox is but there were a bunch of different games that you could get in any given episode. Some were more common than others, but yeah. For example, um, personally, some of my favorite games. Hold on, uh, I need to look at the wiki for it because a lot of these games like slip my memory because all of them were just so like, Wild? oh my god. <laughs> my, uh, I remember my favorite game. My favorite game was like it was like called Pay Attention or something. It was like the news one. Distraction. I hmm, distraction news. I have a love hate relationship with distraction news. I loved distraction news. So I liked the game, but I did not like the news anchor. You didn't? No, the news anchor. She was so creepy. Her name was Dora Smarmy. If I see her in the streets, it's on. Uh, actually, you know what I could do? I could go down this list of games and like, or I could. You could. Yes, you could. And I'll explain it and how I felt about it. So distraction news. Essentially what what happens is news anchor, creepy girl, Dora Smarmy, she would explain like a certain topic. And while she would explain a certain topic, a bunch of stuff would go on on screen, whether it be audible, it'd be visual. So it's basically testing how well you can pay attention. And at the end of the game, she would ask you certain questions. But here's another reason I didn't like distraction news. It was a little too easy. Really? Yeah. Because when you really look back on it, like, there were, they asked certain questions, and it was like, for example, let's say history of soda. And then she's like, what do they use to make soda fizzy? And it was like carbonation, bubbles, or a little mariachi band. Like, obviously mariachi band's out. and Or it would be like two answers that would like, just wouldn't fit. And only one correct answer. And you would pick carbonation because that's the one that makes the most sense. But it would seem just a little bit too easy. Mm. Like a mariachi band inside a Sprite can doesn't make any sense. That sounds funny, though. uh, Despite that, it was honestly a good game to test your skills. 
was. But I, I enjoyed it. It was fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Sketchpad? Do you remember Sketchpad? Sketchpad. So Sketchpad is basically this real cool dude, this real swaggy man named Sketch. Every time I say his name, I snap my fingers. And <laughs> basically what he did was he would make a certain scenario up and he would like kind of blank the scenario and then like the scenario would end a certain way and it was like, so what happened in between to kind of let the scenario happen? Like one example in particular, I remember three, two sons, two fathers and two sons went fishing and three people caught fish. And so he was like, uh, so how did, how could it be that two fathers and two sons went fishing, but only caught three fish? Cause you know, two fathers, two sons, that would make four. And so he would also give you fake like little things. And it's like, oh, you probably thought he cooked that fish. Nope. He ain't do that. And basically, the fill in the blank for that specific example was one is a father and a son. So, like, it was the grandfather, the father, father and the and son. son. So, he's the grandfather's son, but the son's father. So, that's how you get two fathers and two sons and three fish. And that's basically Sketchpad. I loved Sketch as like a, that- a host. <laughs> Cause no, cause for me, my first thought, like genuinely now, my first thought was just one of them wasn't good at catching fish. <laughs> he just sucked. He just he just couldn't catch a fish. He sucked. But no, father and son. Uh, I really liked Sketchpad. That's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, I like Sketchpad. Psychomath. Psychomath. So basically, it's literally just doing basic math. But like with fun stuff, instead of numbers, he, he I'm going to stu- explain exactly how he does. He'd show you an equation, but instead of numbers, he would show you pictures and you got to figure out what the picture stand for to solve the problem. So, for example, it would be like the number of states in the United States plus, uh, I don't know, the number of stuff in a baker's dozen uh, minus uh how many shoes you have. Not how many shoes you have. Like, what it takes to have a pair of shoes. And it would be like... So that would be 50? 50, 51? Uh, I don't know. Um, it would, it's either 50 or 51 plus 13 minus 2. Yeah. Plus 13. Uh, so 61. The yeah. answer would be 61. But that's not why I love it so much. Why I love it is because I love Professor Abs- Rocket. I love Professor Rocket. He's the host. He's incredible. If you've never seen Professor Rocket, if you've never watched Crash Box and you've never watched Psychomath, find an episode with Psychomath on it and just sit back and behold season the one. majesty. Yes, season one, Professor Rocket. Because season two, Professor Rocket sucks. They changed his voice for some reason. I'm assuming the voice actor quit or something. And they changed the voice actor. And I could go on for hours and hours of why I absolutely hate the Professor Rocket voice. I just Too bad we around. don't have hours and hours. I just spent around just now. That's how, that's how angry I am. <laughs> But yeah, Professor Rocket. That's probably my favorite game just because of Professor Rocket. Also, I had canon him that he's black. Fair enough. Here We Are? Here We Are is very interesting and it's very funny. Also, I remember there's one specific episode where they were at a construction site. And you know how there's that stereotype that construction workers are like uh, cat callers and they're like, oh, hey, what you doing over there? And then he was like a bunch of male pigs showing their... <laughs> a bunch of male pigs showing off their like 
grotesque amounts of toxic masculinity while showing attraction to a woman. And the dude was like, oh, correct. Politically correct, actually. Wow, dude. But it was real it was really funny and it was actually kind of clever. But the actual game itself is kind of hard. Especially to those who uh are hearing a, inclined. This was an online game. Online game. Oh, there was an online game. Sorry. Oh, dope. Um, Haunted House Party. Haunted House Party scared me. Really? I'll be honest. Haunted House Party, it scared me because I don't like puppets. Mm. I'm not the biggest fan of puppets. Except for uh the professor from Puppet History. Uh if you don't know about Puppet History, you should go watch it. It's on YouTube. It's by um, Watcher. Um, if you were uh, ever into BuzzFeed Unsolved, it's those guys. Yeah, Shane and Ryan and another dude named uh, Steve. Steve. But he's not so much involved in Puppet History. Yeah, he's not really. He was in the first episode. He was in the first it. episode, but that's it. He's more the food. Yeah, he's more of a food dude. Uh, Eddie Bull. Oh, did you explain Oh, wait, Haunted I didn't House explain Haunted House Party. Uh, Haunted House Party is basically a bunch of dead historical figures and they go to this haunted house kind of party party <laughs> and you have to guess who this specific guest uh to the party was like if it's william shakespeare or leonardo the cap dicaprio dicaprio's still alive leonardo da vinci. da vinci i was so bad at this one i was semi-bad at it i'm not a history buff my brother is oh yeah the brother is huge on history Would it's say- scary i'm sometimes. not gonna say that i'm not gonna say that don't say it anyway uh eddie bull <laughs> Eddie Bull is demonic. Cause let me explain. Oh, Eddie Bull! Eddie Bull is about a z- if you if you think it sounds like edible, you're right. Yes. It's supposed to sound like edible, the word. Also, so Eddie Bull is about the zookeeper who's trying his best to do his job. And then he just gets eaten by any animal. Herbivore, carnivore, omnivore, doesn't matter. And they, didn't he the, got eaten by? He didn't, I, for some reason, I thought like he got eaten. I remember him getting eaten by a giraffe once. He got eaten by a kangaroo. And th- th- this is so bad. It's the only song that I know of that has a theme song. They love to eat this poor boy so much that they have created a song about how delicious he is. I will sing it right now. You're not stopping me, Ben. Eddie Bull, he's edible. He really is incredible. He's simply the best of the bunch. Mm, mm, mm. There's simply no disguising that he's so appetizing and we want him for our lunch. (laughs) Was that end part like part of it? What is it? It's like the animals cackling and laughing. Honestly, Eddie Bull, justice for Eddie Bull. Quit your job, sir. You are in danger. <laughs> I thought of something. I thought of something. Imagine he works at the zoo and then he gets eaten. And then, like, in Eddie Bull, while he's in their GI track, he, <coughs> he gives clues as to which animal just ate him. And I just imagine at one point, he, and also he's very weird and he's kind of annoying. But he's like, he, he, I just imagine, like, you got it? It's Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Then he makes the animal noise, and it's really gross and awkward. All right. Ten seconds. Ten seconds is the worst game. Really? Yeah. Ten seconds is basically just like you have ten seconds to figure out the secret phrase. Mm. I don't like it. It's very boring. Even as a kid, I thought it was boring. All right. Oh, Riddle Snake. Riddle Snake is kind of fun, just because I like the lady's voice. It's very soothing. Oh. Oh, that was the one with the... The snake. Mild, that's apparently mildly offensive. 
Yeah, it's mildly racist. And but it was the nineties. It was. It was the late nineties. It was the late nineties. Early two thousands. Early two thousands. So the riddle snake, it was basically he would give you like a little riddle, but sometimes they would just be knock knock jokes too. Uh he would give you a riddle and you would have to solve it. And then this dude came out of the basket instead of the riddle snake, and he would just be like and he would give you the answer by blowing out a little horn. I explain things so weird. You really do. Okay, Radio Scramble. Radio Scramble, second best game. Also, because um, there, so there's a radio show. A play, uh, the radio hey, host's name, Jumping Johnny Jumble, Jumping Johnny Bumgel, Jumping Johnny Jubilee. So basically, at Scrambling Radio, is uh, we mix them and you fix them. So basically, they take a word, scramble it up. And then they give you a song that is supposed to be what the unscrambled version of that word is. It's gotten harder for me somehow. Uh, but nonetheless, I love Johnny Jumble. He Think about present Mike from My Hero Academia. Also, I saw ship art of Jumpin' Johnny Jumble and Sketch. I have it in my phone because I just sometimes when I get too happy, I like to look at that image and kill just a little bit of my happiness. Captain Bones. <laughs> Captain Bones uh, is basically a math game where uh, he shuffles his bones and he makes an equation that doesn't make sense. And you have to move one of his bones to try to figure out what it is. And it also, um, also sometimes he has other stuff, but whatever. They're all number themed. But one thing about Captain Bones that I find funny is he likes to degrade his uh, audience. All right. Like, he, he'll he he'll say, like, very strange mathematic jokes. You have eight he'll more be like, to go? You have eight more to go. You fucking... Next. Next! Pooper Scoop. Pooper Scoop, kind of boring. Uh, it's basically just animal facts. But it's the only one that I kind of like, find, like, actually, like, guessing, even now. Uh Basically, you have to and take some animal facts and guess whether they're true or false or not. It was scoop, which is good, or poop, which is fiction. Yeah, you could probably All right. guess. <laughs> now, an old friend of ours. Here he is. The one. The, the only. only. Revolting spot slob. <laughs> How dare you butcher his name? The revolt. Okay, I'll say this. Season two revolting slob over season one revolting slob. Season one revolting slob was just mean. He was mean, he was grouchy, he was gross. Well, he's a revolting slob, so of course he's gross. Season two revolting slob, a fun guy, really cool, goes out with a beer with his friends on the weekends. That's the revolting slob. Season two revolting slob. He's fun. I like him more. And I think that's something that HBO actually like had to fix because his parents were like, well, he's so mean, he, he's mean. And then they're like, oh, we'll fix that. Basically, the revolting slob is him at, hello? <laughs> Not now, Clyde Dreams. Not now. Um, so basically what happens is he... Um, We're sorry for all the interruptions. Yes. Uh, yes. We apologize. Um, so the Revolting Slob, he... Uh, it's basically a vocab game where him and this unnamed lady will uh, give you... Like the Revolting Slob will do something and she's like, oh, is the Revolting Slob being this and this and this? And also, at the end of every single installment, no matter how nice he is, he will explode. He always explodes. Word shit. Word shit's really fun. 
Uh, I like the host. He can be a little bit annoying, though. He has a very strong French accent, and you have to try and figure out the word he's saying based on how strong his accent is. An example, um, paradise. So, paradise. 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 Like, paradise. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just trying to make sure that, like, I am enunciating the difference. Yeah, you are. All right. Um, Next one, mugshots. Mugshots. Okay. Mugshots is very, very fun. It's honestly kind of a fan favorite. Uh, Mugshots is basically about this. Yes. There's like three of us. I was about to say. I'm I'm the president of the fan club, actually. Um, So there's this woman. Her name is Verity, and she's a detective. And she takes, like, four people who uh, have done a crime or are suspected of doing a crime. And then they'll just tell a basic, like, trivial fact. And you have to figure out if they're telling the truth or not based on the trivial fact and whether they gave it true or false. Also, I'm a little gay for Verity. Page and Sage. Page and Sage is basically just... um, It's a find the difference game. Yeah, it's a find the difference game between two twin sisters. Also, the announcer for that show is definitely Miley Cyrus. Um, It's it's a woman named Dawn Maxey. Miley Cyrus. (laughs) Think Tank. Think Tank. uh, Dude's kind of annoying, but the game is very interesting, and it actually can be kind of difficult. You don't like Captain Bob, the Jamaican submarine captain? He's annoying, man. I do like the music, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Captain Bob, he's kind of stuck in this tank, and he gives you, like, three things, and they have something in common, and you have to do it before the water runs out the tank. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it can be difficult. So, for example, an egg, a smile, and a knuckle. Um, pause it, or and I'll give you a quick second to think. All right, your second's over. They can all crack. I actually did not know that. <laughs> I didn't hear the second thing. Uh, and smile. Correct one. Oh! Dirty Pictures. Dirty Pictures is basically just Haunted House Party, but not as fun. Lens McCracken. Lens McCracken. He zooms in on the photos too too hard, and you have to figure out what what the picture is based on how hard he zoomed in. Also, one time he said something, and I felt unusual. (laughs) And then I was like, okay... I don't simp for Lindsay Kraken. There's just the one time that I was like, oh, is this what life is like? All right. Is this, is this what we do? Anyways, um, um, why did this stick with me so much? Because it's wild. It's wild. It, it's wild. It's a very unique experience. Um, I'll say I that don't, I sure. don't know. If it's wild and it's free. It's, it's wild. dangerous, but I don't care. That was... Yeah. No one got that reference. No, because one no did. one saw cats. No one did. We are the two people uh, in the twenty first century who saw the cats, cats the movie. movie. Don't the watch modern it. one. Don't watch it. I suggest you watch the, the uh, stage production. Much better. Much more fun. Um, Rum Tug Tugger. tugger. Um, I love how you say Mr. Mistopheles is your favorite. Yet we never stop talking about Rum Tug Tugger. Rum Tug Tugger is amazing. <laughs> Um, Rum Tum, Mr. Mistopheles is my favorite, um, but Rum Tum Tugger, you just can't stop talking about him. Exactly. He's a, he, he he's I like a to curious talk. cat. He's a curious cat. <laughs> That's a lyric. Um, um, but yeah, he's, I like to call him the the prince of cats. But oh, anyways, yeah. prince uh, 
killed that role. He would have. He would have destroyed it. Absolutely. Um, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they based Rumpton Tucker off of Friends, because it was made in the 80s. Well, but uh, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for coming into our planetarium. Uh, um, have a uh, nice day, night, afternoon, uh, early morning, whatever you, whatever you watch these. My name is Saturn. I'm Neptune. And this and, has been the Planetarium. Uh, don't forget to wash your car. You know you've been procrastinating on it. You just might as well do it. <laughs>